This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And with that, we're going to roll the open. We're back. And we're back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Thank you very much. Very, very good. Very good. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz. Known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. That, then, is a beautiful segue. Actually, it's not at all. No, it's a all. ridiculous segue. No. To the substantive portion of our program. Of this program, which is uh, today, which is apprenticeship, is it yes, not? Yes, it is. It very much is. Which is also in the uh, fourth quadrant, the leave right. Yes. Uh, it is one of the, it is part of the leadership development process. Yep. Which begins with schooling. Yep. Moves to apprenticeship, which we are today. Right. 
then we'll have some opportunity opportunities, and, and then uh, very lastly, we'll fail. This is uh, Q4.3. If you're following along in our idiotic numbering system. Which we hope you are. Good. Now, the statement. Yes. You and Kitty did good with that, by You the like way. that? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you did it a couple times. <laughs> It's the magic of editing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Kitty with his t- breaks out his you know his uh, Palm Pilot or whatever he right. takes those things on. Yeah. You know, helmet. Yo. Yeah, helmets. Helmets can edit. All right. Yeah. Statement: The phase of the LDP within which positive habit transfer takes place. Yes. Now, positive habit transfer is itself a cue point, and it the, right. the definition of that is ingraining advantageous tendencies in others. Yeah. So it's how you do that. So within the LDP. After the schooling, we now, teach you what the positive habits look like, what they right. are, and then now we're gonna we ingrain them. We're going to ingrain them. We're going to ingrain them. We ingrain how, them. Through. How do we ingrain them? Oh, very good. That leads to three thought-provoking Socratics. Ah, first one: Is there a pattern of learning that best serves the apprentice? I have an answer. <laughs> that was really your question. Uh, yeah. Number two: How does a leader turn head knowledge into heart knowledge? And number mm. three. What incentive does a leader have to train his subordinates? And then we're using this in the F three way. Incentive is those things that lead to profit. You know, the profit that right. that you get people to do things for. Like, why should you do it? What combination? Yeah. What, of what is the real take home? What is the benefit? What right. do you get out of this? Right. Yeah. All right, now let's pick up the first spur, which is an apprentice first watches, then helps, and finally does. Watch, help, do. All yeah. right. So you take a wholly new, inexperienced. Apprentice, and the example we use in the Q source is a cord wainer. Yes. Which is a man who makes shoes. Indeed, I did not it's, know that. I thought not, that was a cobbler. He repairs shoes. Right. I know that he now. Cobbles yes. things together. Right. Right? Cord wainer makes the shoes. All right. You know, guy shows up, young guy, let's call him Nigel. What's that English name? Yes, very good. Nigel doesn't know anything about cord waning except for uh, what he learned in his cord waning manual that he read yes so he's got some schooling he had a little bit of schooling that's right yeah, he went you know, to he went to cord waning class at right. the community college you know today you know uh jeremy uh-huh. would, good good thank yeah. you jeremy would have watched a cord waning uh, video on youtube right and he and then he'd know what to do that would have been his schooling so it takes the same place now he shows up right he doesn't know anything about making shoes he wears shoes and that's right. that's about what he knows because so he's in watch yes right he's you know the, he's, he's getting demonstrations yeah. while he's getting those demonstrations the master cord wainer will also likely be teaching him some things yeah. about general office what's or general workshop rules right being there on time cleaning sure. as you go Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. How you produce a quality pair of shoes, right? And he's probably keeping them within some pretty strict guidelines about that. I right? would think. You know, if, yeah. if Nigel is late, you know, the master would, would um, Mr. Mr. Svivens? Mr. Svivens would, yes. that's kind of sweet as she sounds. No, no, uh, let's, uh, uh, it would be like. Uh, Mr. Topson. Mr. Topson would wrap him on the knuckles sharply with a cord yes. winning stick. But anyway, what he's doing is teaching him the discipline that he will need to run his own cord waning shop someday. Right. So it's not directly related to cord waning. It, no. it is just how to be a grown up. Here's how to be effective. Efficient yeah. in, the, in, your, in your efforts. So someday he's going to be a journeyman, right? Right. You know, Nigel's going to leave the shop and be a journeyman. And when he does, if he doesn't have good work habits. He ain't going to survive. He ain't going to survive. And, and thus. He's going to get run out by uh I can't think of a good English name. Go on. That's right. So, 
you know, so then we go into the uh, help stage. Yes. Now, instead of spending most of his time kind of cleaning up around the shop, Nigel's mm-hmm. standing at the cordway in her stand with, with the little, Mr. Yeah, Thompson. Right? You know, the little, little foot thing. Shoe, yep. the little foot thing. And uh, he's handing needles and leather patches to, to Mr. Thompson. Maybe he's throwing a stitch in or two. Sure. Right? And, so, and Mr. Thompson also is probably explaining to him, so, you know, we cut it this way, you know, so that the angle when you put it here does yeah, that. And, right. And he's... he's He's teaching, but right, he's, right, he's, right, right, right. Yeah. And then gradually, yeah. you know, the amount of time that the apprentices uh, of the apprentices' workday is going to be spent less and less on these menial tasks because he's going to start to contribute an increasing amount of effort to the making the actual, actual making yeah, shoes, uh-huh. right? And then that's kind of going to lead you, you know, um, to the do stage. Yeah. So right? he 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 watched Thompson do it, and he helped. And now he helped he's by bringing him stuff and, right. and being a little more involved. And right. now he's on to now the he's, do. Now there's a second stand. Oh. Right? So Nigel's side by side yes. with uh, Mr. Thompson. And they're, they're working on shoes together. And as Nigel's skill increases, Thompson Thompson's... should have spent him Thompson. Thompson's <laughs> supervision of him decreases. Also, the rigorous standards to which Thompson has been holding Nigel around the shop relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, because now he's starting to do his job properly, start to understand these things. Like his his work habits are better, you know. Once he's mastered all these various components of shoemaking, you know, that he can make his own shoes, I mean, he's doing, right? Right. You know? Um, but every shoe that he produces during do is still made under the general under the general supervision of Thompson. And thus... Yeah. Those two things, are the, the two stands are still next to each other. Yes. Yeah. And thus, the shoe produced is still the responsibility of Thompson, the master. He is the shoe cue. This is what separates the due stage of apprenticeship from opportunity. Because, because like you mentioned last week, the pilot or the, uh, the instructor is still on the plane. Still on the plane, right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Now, let's take us to the second Socratic, which we said was how does a leader turn head knowledge into heart knowledge? And that's brings about this spur, apprenticeship, darkest one makes intuitive by training that which is counterintuitive by nature. Intuitive by training that which is counterintuitive by nature. You know, at this point, I could probably got to depart from the cord waning, you know, metaphor because I don't even know <laughs> what's little, intuitive there. Right. right? Um, and go to our, you know, go to some of our oft-used things like, you know, pass, play, praise, and take blame. Sure. You know, those are not intuitive. Right. Right. You get taught that intuition by doing under the, under yes. the apprentice you know uh, under his watch right yeah. that's 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 how you get better at that that's you know no man we want to think so and goo would tell you so but no man is born living third but no no man no he lives for number your one. yes you got some babies, had some babies. Indeed. Were they living third? No. <laughs> and they're like, feed me and wipe yeah. my bottom. That's right, right, all day. Now think about it. Yeah. You walk into your job space and tell your boss, feed me and wipe my bottom. <laughs> Let, let's see how that goes. Now, even if you are a millennium, it ain't going to work. No, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work, right? And if you haven't had positive habits transferred to you, you know, you're, you're going to fail because you have to, you, have to be, you have to be taught that. Yeah. That no man, no man is born. You have to learn how to do it, right? The, you know, this process, this apprentice shot, it's like, it's almost, with respect to a leader, it's almost like uh, childbirth. You know, so it's almost like you're being reborn to learn yeah, yeah. how to live third, right? Oh, yeah. And when you do that uh, well, as it, an apprentice. It, I'll tell you, there is something that's born 
I mean, like there's like a part of your brain or something that's that right. opens up. Yeah, right. that's right. Different. Yeah, um, that makes the uh, the master. You know, it gives him a special role because he's like uh, he's midwife to the process, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the one who determines when it's done, right? You know, so that's that's a pretty cool and important role for the uh, for the master. Let's take us to the third Socratic. Indeed. What incentive does a leader have to train his subordinates? Speaking of counterintuitive. Yeah, why, why should he do it? Here's a reason why he shouldn't. He'd work himself out of a job. Right. Which you shouldn't. Pay. I mean, in fact, you see, you know this, as a, and I'm sure it happens as an attorney for sure. Oh, in yeah. fact, I think we've talked about it. We have talked about where, it. Where, you know, I ain't, ain't going to tell that kid everything I know because then he's going to come for my job. It, it, of course he is. Right. You know, that's kind of a given. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, if you take the average person, you know, why would he do it? So in yeah. terms of leadership, if you're the leadership, uh, if you're a leader in your office or a leader in your house, mm-hmm. why turn your subordinate or your son into a version of you? Why make yourself dispensable? Obsolete. And that's yeah. actually the spur. A yeah. virtuous leader makes himself dispensable. What do you think the answer to that question is? Well, I know what I feel the answer to that question is. And plus, I may or may not have read the book. So it's a little <laughs> <laughs> but part of the reason you do that is because, A, it's good leadership. Uh, and B, because you ain't going to be there forever, man. Yeah, that's right. Y- y- that's just the way it is. You're not going to be there, and um, you're not going to, even when you are there, Yeah, you're not going to be who you are today. And and in a way, and I, I don't remember how deeply we go into this, but in a way, you are kind of doing a disservice to these people that you're supposed to be teaching and mentoring and loving and all that kind of stuff. Right. If you don't tell them literally everything right. that you that's know. Right. You're cheating them, right? You're cheating them. So uh, I learned this in opportunity, the lesson about indispensability mm-hmm. uh, and the purpose of doing it. But I'll, but it's in the Q source here in this part. So I'll tell it. So when I was a brand new platoon leader, you know, I uh, my platoon got evaluated. And, you know, the way they would evaluate you is they would give you like a a practice mission. You know, you'd run it for a few uh-huh. hours or whatever, overnight. Kind of like, sure. actually it's very much like go, doing a go run. Okay. okay. Except yeah. you're, you're chain of command, you're the platoon leader, you're the platoon leader the whole right. night. Right. And they would give you a mission that was within your, your platoon's mission profile, whatever it is. You know, I was scout platoon leader, so we had to do a bunch of scout platoon stuff. So, uh, you know, I got ready for that, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought I had my guys trained to do their jobs, and I did. I knew my job, I knew their jobs, we got the mission, you know, we started doing it, we did okay for a while. And um, I thought we were doing great, you know, and I was like starting to feel good about myself. And the evaluator suddenly looked at me and said, boom, you're dead, Lieutenant Redding. And looked at my platoon sergeant and said, you're a platoon leader. <laughs> and they froze. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, the rest of the mission was a failure, not because any single one of those guys couldn't do their job. They sure. all could and did it well. Yeah. But they couldn't do my job. They couldn't do your job, yeah. And the reason they couldn't do my job is I hadn't told yeah, them to do my job, yeah. which is one part lack of foresight on my. Well, on my, I mean, no, how but, would but you also, know that? But also, because I didn't want to share the power. Uh, I mean, I that's a, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, so I was a kid, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. You know, I'm the boss. Yeah, I'm in charge now. You know, your job is to support the boss. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable that's to right. have you be in charge of something. Right. Never, because that lessens me. Never occurred to me. Yeah, to do that. Now, six months later, we had a got noticed that we were doing another evaluation and this time uh, I spent a little bit of time making sure these guys knew their jobs but I spent the majority of time making sure they knew my job and each other's jobs and all that 
Mm-hmm. And um, again, we went out and uh, did the first couple of tasks and uh-huh. c- couple of missions. Different guy this time. Right. Boom, Boom you're dead. You're dead. Uh-huh. And the next guy in line, my tune started stepped up and picked up the pace like nothing was missing. As though you had never been there. And um, I was like, Actually, they're doing it a little too well. <laughs> Boom, you're dead. Boom, you're dead. <laughs> no, Bring me back from, to life. I get, not yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. I lo- I became insecure. Oh. Just for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't, sure. even, they don't need sure. me. Wait, well, I'm, but I'm important. They, they don't need me, you know? And I, so, I was a little worried about that. We, so, you, at the end of it, you have this evaluation, you know, we're all in this tent, you right. know, on the field, and my boss is there, my boss's boss, you know, these guys are going to grade me, whatever, you know, my evaluations, you know, right. they're explaining what the result was, and... You know, I kind of thought, you know, the fact that they had done better without me. Was right, you were like. I was wondering if and <clears throat> And one of the evaluators got up and this is exactly what he said. Yeah. That they seemed to function better without me. And everybody just cracked up in the room. I was a little panicky about that. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. But then the guy said about me that I had trained my men to fight without me and continue to fight without me. You know, I'd made myself indispensable and there's no higher form of leadership. Yeah. So that's right. That was the moment when I understood that the idea is you work yourself out of a job. And that's counterintuitive, right? Incredibly counterintuitive. And counter, you work yourself out of a job. Now, I hope you guys, you know, in the XG would say that about me now that, you know, I'm always trying to get, teach you what yes. I know mm-hmm. so that you can do my job. And I hope that when you are doing my job, I will stand there and help you. Until I can't help you anymore, and then watch you until my days are done, because at some point the process reverses. Yeah. As you fade to black, and as you're fading to black, you can watch what you built operate, and you can say that's why I did it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Because frankly, not every day is going to be a beautiful day, man. It's true. Right. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Night comes, right? Mm-hmm. The land's dark. Sometimes the moon's the only thing you're going to see. That one happens, Frank. I'm not going to be afraid. Not at all. As long as you stand by me. I'm in. You know what you got? What's that? Face for radio. <laughs> Good thing it's a podcast. It is! When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see no, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. It's the sky that we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain should crumble